0: Um, we're going to pray. to Start with. We all we do. But I'd before we get there. Um, I can't get out of my head this um, the passage. It's Exodus 33, where Moses is um, is before the Lord. He says, God says, I will send my presence with you. Moses says, I'm not going anywhere until I have your presence. I think we've got to, we've started to become a people. I've, I this is me as well, who are more interested in getting it right. Than doing it with God, do it in our own strength, saying the right words, singing the right, right tune, rather than intimate connection with God. So let's pray for God's Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, send your presence. Open our hearts to be made aware of your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, it's pointless for us to go on unless your Spirit is with us, softening our hearts, opening our minds, healing our souls. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost. Hurrah. We all know the story. Pentecost is sometimes talked about as being the birthday of the church. It's a day when the disciples gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Tons of fire from heaven. Come to the Book of Common Prayer, Diver's Language, which is a phrase I've never come across before. Diverse language, the gift of tons was poured out on the church. All that is secondary to the fact that Pentecost is about the fact that God's Holy Spirit dwells with his people. God's Holy Spirit is in his church. God's Holy Spirit Is with us. The question is is do we want to be filled by God's Holy Spirit or do we want to keep it as an optional extra? This passage in Romans that we heard is full of of choices, if you will. It's full full of two different routes. It talks about are you in the flesh or the spirit? Is your life influenced by sin that causes death? Or by Christ's righteousness? Are you a slave? Or are you an heir? Are you adopted into God's family? Which one are we? Which one are you? And right in the middle of this passage, I think it's one of the most underrated pieces of theology there is in the whole Bible. It says, if the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave dwells with you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, also through his Spirit that dwells in you. Right in the middle of this passage is a promise. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave dwells in you. I chose this passage because we've just spent several weeks studying 1 Corinthians 15. If you're here regularly, you will know we have, we have crawled our way through 1 Corinthians 15 in great detail. It's a chapter of the Bible which spells out very carefully Paul's theology of the resurrection. That when Christ rose from the grave, it wasn't just some epilogue to the cross and crucifixion. But it was the destruction of death, it was defeat of all that that comes from death. It was the first glimpse of what God is doing, will do and will complete. The resurrection of Jesus is the first fruits that what happens is going to happen at the end. When all death, all pain, all sickness, all brokenness is taken away. And here in Romans that is all linked into what we do because the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave, the same Spirit that made those first fruits happen, dwells in you. What a promise. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave and defeated death is here. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave, the same Spirit that will rise us all, at the end, is here and dwells in us. The question is, is, do we want it? Are we willing to die to ourselves in order that Christ will rise with us, as it says at the end of the passage? We will suffer that God will be glorified in us. We will say less of us and more of you, God. I mean, there's two things that the Holy Spirit does I'm going to talk about it. It's going to transform you. And it uses you. The Holy Spirit uses you. He uses you to transform others. I'm sorry. My, the wire that's attached to this is, is creeping over my shoulder. So this is why I, I look like I, this is why I'm going like this all the time. This is I can't move my arm probably because the wire, is, the wire is in a strange place. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives in you. It transforms you. He transforms you. He defeats sin. He defeats that fleshly desire that you have in you. You are not in the flesh, it says. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Those things that you fight, those things that are pulling you down, those things that are in your life, in your family, in your friends, those things that are in the world, they no longer have to define you, because they are of the flesh. Whereas the Holy Spirit of God is in you, setting you free from those things whereby we turn in on ourselves naturally. Here we are invited to turn out and look towards God through the power of his Holy Spirit to release us. Some of us are so tired from trying to battle sin on our own. Some of us are so tired from battling brokenness that is in our lives. Some of us are so tired from battling things that aren't right and the problem is, is we think we're fighting sin, and we're not. We're just fighting the fruits of sin. We're just fighting fighting the brokenness that is dwelling out from sin. The only answer to sin is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave, the same Spirit that broke the very foundation of sin lives and dwells in you. And we need to trust God to defeat those things. Then the fruit will wither and die. Too many of us are caught up in thinking that only if I try a bit harder, I will be free from that thing. And you've been trying that for some time and it's not working. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives in you. It has defeated death. It has defeated sin. We just need to let it be in charge. I keep saying it. I'm so sorry. Him. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not some amorphous force. We need to let Him be in charge of our lives. Not only does the Holy Spirit take away the bad stuff, but it also releases the good. It builds you up. It transforms. He transforms you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon particular people at particular time. So in um, Exodus, there's a, there's, a, there's a man called Beazel who who the Holy Spirit comes upon, and he makes him really creative. He works with silver and gold and decorates the tabernacle. Makes the worship glorious. Specific person at a specific time being able to do something extraordinary. Gideon. Specifically, the Bible comes upon him and makes him courageous to lead God's people. Isaiah, the Spirit of God, comes upon him that he can prophesy. Samson, the Spirit of God, comes upon him that he can be full of strength. The Holy Spirit specifically comes on specific people in specific times in the Old Testament. And then at Pentecost, something changes. The Spirit of God pours out on all people, on all of God's church. Creativity can flow can rise up by the power of the Holy Spirit in us all. Courage in us all. Prophecy in us all, strength in us all. Suddenly the Holy Spirit is available to us all rather than to specific people at a specific time. He is here and present and inviting you to lay down your strength in order that he can fill you with his strength. Just a very quick word on giftings here. You know, the Bible talks about the, the gifts of the Spirit, gifts of evangelism, prophecy, of healing, of words of knowledge, of faith. The danger is, is we can fall into the trap of thinking, I have certain gifts and that someone else has other gifts. And that's a really um, clumsy reading of the text. For two reasons. One, it's just not what the original language is, is did in there. But secondly, it just doesn't make logical sense. Because some of the gifts are things like hospitality. If you come round to my house, I'm not allowed to say, I don't have the gift of hospitality, go and make your own tea. One of the gifts that is described is faith. Which we all have as Christians. One of the gifts is prayer. You're not allowed out of that if you you don't have that gift, because not having that gift is not an option. And the same is true of the other gifts. Prophecy, evangelism. Why are we falling into this trap of thinking evangelism is only for certain people? The gifts of the church are poured out on everyone. This is what happened on the first Pentecost is everyone present was filled with the power of the Spirit. The whole gifts, the whole chest of toys is available to us to, to go and change this world. God is building up things in you that you cannot possibly imagine He can do. I've said this before, I was told when I was a teenager, Ben, you have a speech impediment, Ben, you're not very confident, Ben, you'll never be able to speak in public. <laughs> and perhaps you still agree with them. <laughs> I've been told again and again, This is not my natural thing to do, because I don't do it from my natural place. I don't do it from that fleshly place. I do it because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and I trust he's going to work in me. And he's going to use us, this is my second point, to transform the world. Jesus did some amazing things, yeah? How much do you think we can do the same as Jesus? So if Jesus is 100%, what do you reckon? How, how, how close to doing as much as Jesus could do? You know, he, he went around, he made blind people see, rose the dead, lame people picked up mats, fed 5,000 people with very small tuna sandwiches or something like that. I didn't know. How, on a scale of zero, yeah, 100% is, is Jesus, zero is probably me. Where, where are we? What can we do? What's, the poten- what's our potential? 100. percent Brilliant answer. I love the faith. No. <laughs> Sorry, Mel. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see why in a minute. 105. There we go. That's a better answer, isn't it? Because the gospel tells us you were here at the 9:30. You're cheating. <laughs> the, the, those voices at 9:30. I'm not. Yes, we can do everything, Mel's right, we can do everything that Jesus did. But Jesus says, I tell you, the one who believes in me, I hope that's you and I, will also do works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these. Because I am going to the Father, and eventually says, I'm going to send an advocate to be with you. Yes, we can do 100% of what Jesus did but we're called to do even 110, 120, 150%. I don't know how much. We can do greater works than Jesus does. Do you believe that God is calling us to do all the things that Jesus did? I believe. Help me with my unbelief, as the prayer goes. Build up that faith in me. How about we start with the mundane stuff? When was the last time you prayed for someone to be filled with the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you prayed for the Holy Spirit to be present in a situation? I think this comes down to this control thing again. We much prefer to pray. We pray very specific prayers that try to put us in charge. Last two Saturdays ago... There was a wedding in here, so a really lovely wedding it was that, that I really enjoyed um, getting to know the couple that I married, and they were really I, obviously, I say that about every wedding that I do, but I really mean it about this one. No I do. I really, there was, doing a weddings is a privilege to work to, to spend some time with a young couple who are in love, who are setting out on life together. And this was just a really, really lovely wedding. And then at the end, we all processed out. The bells were ringing. It was, it was a glorious occasion. Confetti went in all the wrong directions. The wind was blowing weird. And then what happened is that one of the ushers came to me. And he said, Father, will you pray with me? And I went, yeah, sure. What do you want prayer for? And he said, well, I'm a Liverpool fan. <laughs> and it's the Champions League final tonight. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what to pray. Am I allowed to pray that certain teams win? <laughs> Particularly if I don't support them? <laughs> that, seems, that seems even worse. use the opportunity to pray for God's Holy Spirit to come. So I laid my hand on his shoulder and I said, Lord, I found you for Lewis, and I prayed, come Holy Spirit. And Lewis went, ooh. <laughs> I was like, what's that? He went, I don't know, I've never felt that before. I was like, oh, it's probably the power of God. It's probably God's Holy Spirit working in you. Come Holy Spirit. And there's no, that story doesn't end with some glorious conversion story. I I clumsily prayed for Liverpool, and it turns out that works out pretty well. But, But do we take the opportunity to pray, Come Holy Spirit? Do we take the place, do we open ourselves to the opportunity that God may do something extraordinary in us? You get that Jesus didn't do the miracles that Jesus did because he was God. Yes, he was God, don't get me wrong. But the Bible tells us he laid aside his divinity and became man. But Jesus was a man that was perfectly filled with the Holy Spirit, perfectly in step with the Holy Spirit. So when he prays for for someone to be healed, that person is healed because he's in step with the Holy Spirit. When he multiplies fish and bread, it's because he's in step with the Holy Spirit. Jesus doesn't heal people because he's God. He's laid aside that he is God and man. But he prays for people in his humanity filled with the Holy Spirit. And It's important to have that as a construction in our head because that means we can pray for the same things that Jesus prayed for. Jesus didn't raise himself from the grave. The Holy Spirit rose him from the grave. And that same Holy Spirit dwells in us now. That's why we pray with power and authority that God may transform things. Because the same Spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives in us. So may we do abundantly more than even Jesus did through the power of the Spirit. Because God grows in us gifts. He heals our hurts. He invites us to live not a fleshly life, but a life full of his Holy Spirit. A life not of slavery, but of freedom. A life not of servitude to sin, but adoption into God's family. If you're able, will you please stand? We're going to pray. The band's going to come up and play something. Holy spirit